over what we have went over so far from last week. Um, we were talking about why people do not give. And we've been talking about um, tithes. And um, there's a reason why some people do not give tithes. And the reason we talked about last week was the fear of lack, not having enough. So many people that are church goers that go to church, and we know that we are the church, but that come into the house of the Lord, they don't give because they have a fear of not having enough. We talked about how when you trust God and you depend on God, you should not have a fear of not having enough. And that comes through knowing him, through having a relationship with him. By getting into the word of God and knowing who you are and knowing what you have, now that you're in him, it will take care of that fear of lack. And that's one thing that the enemy use is fear. But the Bible tells us that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of what? Of a sound mind. So when we know that God has not given us that, then we shouldn't be depending on on that we should be dependent on him and we have to understand that God is the creator he's Elohim and when he created everything and he got everything like he wanted it to be he gave man dominion over what he created that means he gave us rulership he gave us authority he put it in our hands we are his stewards over what he have created and being a good steward, we want to take what he placed in our hands and realize that God put it in our hands for us to manage it on his behalf. And by us managing what God has given us, we have to understand it belongs to God. So we ask God, what would you have for me to do with what I have in my hand? Now, the reason why I believe some of us get so fearful and have lack, one reason is we overextend ourselves. And when we overextend our, extend ourselves, we try to pay whom we owe before we even give God his first. And we have to understand that when we're in the word of God and the word is telling us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things, we should know all of these things are going to be added unto us. When we start out right according to the word of God, we're going to end up right. We're not going to lose anything. We're going to gain because in him we live, move, and have our being. So if we trust in him, we should know that no matter what pops up, God has already taken care of that. We went over Matthew 6, 8. It says, don't be like them because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. Now that is just awesome. God know what each person in this room need before we even ask God for that need. So if we know God already know, we should know that need is already met. So we should do what the word of God is telling us to do because we know when we obey the word of God and we do it, not doing it to get anything, but we're doing it because that's who we are in him. We are his children. We are sons. We are daughters. We are um, kingdom citizens. So whatever our father is telling us to do and we do it, guess what? We're benefiting from what we do and we're not trying to do it again to get anything. We do it because we love our father and we love our father because he first loved us and we know that our father is not going to tell us anything to hurt us we we have to understand that everything that God does is good 
There's no bad in it. So if he's telling you to give, you should trust him to know my father's not going to tell me to give my last if he hadn't already supplied that need. And we can't be so scared to let money have a hold on us that we don't want to give to the body of Christ. I have learned that when it comes to the things of the world, all of us, we find um, resources. We find things to fulfill what we want. We'll start saving. We'll take and get on the calculator. We get us a pencil or a piece of paper, and we'll say, okay, this right here is $150. I'll lay it away. If I put this amount, every time I get paid, I won't even miss it. So we make plans for worldly things that we want. If our children want anything, we make plans or we make provision to give to our children what they need. Some people say, well, that's a need. But understand that without God, you wouldn't be able to do what you do. If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't even be here. And I want to bring corrections, too, because so many people think because ministers teach on tithing that they're after your money that's another reason why people don't give we teach you what the word of god is telling you that you should always already be doing anything that you're being taught you should be already read it in the word of god and what god is doing he's using the teachers he's using the fivefold to bring it out so you have more of an understanding what you need to do this is why we have strongholds in the body of christ and the first thing people say is oh they after your money Apostle Amanda's after your money. That's why she's teaching on giving because she wants you to give her your money. You're not giving me anything. You're giving it to him. And it's my job that whatever come in to Miracle Temple is to distribute it the way God wants it to be distributed. So it'll be on me and not you. You're supposed to obey what God is telling you and quit looking at the person that's bringing you the word of God thinking that they're trying to take from you. That's a mentality that the enemy has put in the churches to keep people from giving. I'll give you another example. I'll say it again. When we go to Food Lion, we go to Piggly Wiggly, we go to Walmart, we don't even think about them trying to take for us. We just go get our buggy, we get what we want, we go to through self-checkout. And guess what, y'all? This is funny. Someone told me yesterday, and I thought about that thing. A lady was behind me. She said, look, look at these self-checkout lines that they have. She said, sooner or later, they're going to fire the cashiers and just have self-checkout so they don't have to pay them. She said, my husband said he ain't getting in no self-checkout line because they ain't paying him. I'm like, wow. Think about it. Things are really changing. We're checking out ourselves and we're not getting paid, but they're benefiting from us checking out ourselves. See, that's what the world does, right? So we really working for Walmart or wherever we go to self-checkout and we're not even getting paid. But people don't even want to come into church and do nothing without saying, what am I going to get from what you're doing for me? See how the enemy, the world is so sneaky and so manipulating that we don't even see what the world is doing because the enemy have us so focused on what's going on in the church. The church should be doing this. The church should be doing that. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to be like I need to be unless you give me some money. But when it comes to the world, we do the world totally different than we do the kingdom. And see, this is why we have to be so careful. When we go to Walmart, we go to Pig, we go to Food Line. We go in there. We put our food um, get whatever we need. We go to that register and we have our money ready. Nobody don't have to beg you. 
Have you ever seen a cashier by the time you get up there with that buggy saying, please, Kwana, please, Kwana, get some more. Please, Kwana, pay for this. Have anybody ever begged you to pay for what you got in that buggy? Have anybody ever reminded you that you got to eat? Anybody want to help me with that? So why is it when it comes to the body of Christ, we're taken from you when we tell you what the word of God says? Sound like the enemy to me. What about you? So we have a fear of lack when it comes to the kingdom. But when it comes to the world, I don't care what little you have when something pop up, some of us. We try to find means to take care of it. Is that not right? We'll call mom and daddy. We'll call sister and brother. We'll call aunt. We'll call nep. We'll call whoever we need to call because we need some what? Help, right? When the kingdom is having something that they're doing, the kingdom, we don't want to talk to family about that. We don't want to ask nobody about what the kingdom is doing. But when we're doing something, how many of us can ask? I'm putting on some lights in here. Because see, the enemy don't want you to be illuminated. He don't want the light to come on because he wants people to keep doing what they're doing. How many, when you funding something for yourself, you go out and ask friends? Who do it? Who go out and ask brother and sister when it's something that you're doing? Or your child is selling something. Let me go there. Girl Scout cookies. Candy for the school. How many put it there for people to buy it? How many ask, do you want the candy? Because you want your child to sell the what? So how many ask? It may not be for your child. maybe for your niece, your nephew. How many advertise that on Facebook? It's Girl Scout time. But when it comes to the kingdom, how many of us say, I'm not good at asking. I'm just not good at asking. Hello, somebody. I don't want to fear nobody. I don't want them to think that's all we want is their money. You don't have a problem getting them Girl Scout cookies sold and that candy. Hey, y'all. Miracle Temples. I'm going to say it like Missy said. Temples. Quana, Teresa. We can get up there and ask them. We got chips. We got refreshments in the kitchen and they're dollar. Right? We do it for the kingdom, right? We say it right in here. How many go outside here and make an announcement? We can do it with the people we're familiar with, right? But when it comes to going out and telling people what you're doing for the kingdom, can anybody tell me why? Come on, we're learning. Anybody? Come on, come on, come on. No answer? No answer. Let's, let's, let's go again. I can't help you for what you're doing, but you're out there with your own project. Everywhere asking. 
Your mouth is open then. Why it can't be open for what your church is doing outside of what you're doing? I'm going to tell you another reason. It is because some people say if I ask them for you, they ain't going to give it for me. I can't ask them twice. It's either you or me and it's going to be me. How can you determine that? Who gave you the right to determine that? You. You don't do that. Because whatever is going on, God has already supplied that need. I don't care if you got five, six, seven things going on. God has already supplied that need. And it's not for you to determine who you ask and who you don't ask. He said, if you open your mouth, I will speak for you. I will speak through you. Some of us really hold on to things. It's because we're afraid that we're not going to have enough. I can't give for this cause and give for this cause. I'm just going to give for this cause, but I'm not giving for that cause because I'm not going to have enough. I only got $20 and I done made up my mind just $20. You made up your mind. But what did God say? See, that's that relationship that you have with God and say, God, I have already determined myself what I am going to do. But that's what I said. But what would you have me to do? Because you already know what's in this house. You already know what we have and what we don't have. You already know what's going to happen. And you told me not to be concerned about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow take care of itself. This is the day that I'm in. So thank you for giving me this day our daily bread. So I'm going to wait on you, God. I'm going to set this aside. And I'm going to use it the way you want me to use it because it's not mine. I can't just spin it because you're telling me somebody need it. But I don't know who to give it to at this time. So what would you have for me to do with this? And the devil come in and say, Golden City, you ain't been there in a while. You got extra. You don't have to eat home tonight. Tell your husband, let's go out to eat tonight. Let's have date night. And you feel peace. But it ain't God's peace. It's world's peace. So you happy that you go out to eat and you ate the money up instead of waiting on God. You go to church on Sunday and you hear somebody say, there's a need in the house. And what you do is you say, I had it, but I gave it to Golden City. Because we didn't wait on the Lord. Why? Y'all, y'all know you in a root up and tear down ministry, right? So right now God is, is what? He's rooting up. He's tearing down so he can bring in truth. And we got to see where the root is so we'll understand. Quit saying, I don't have it. You do have it, but you decide to put it somewhere else. We just need to tell the truth. I have it, but not for you. Because God already know what you have. We already made up our mind. We already determined in our heart what we're going to do with it. And we're not going to change our mind because we got it set on what we want to do. So a fear of lack will hold you back from doing what God will have for you to do because you don't trust God. We talked about Philippians 4.19 when Paul was talking to the Philippians. He said, and my God will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ. So he was letting the Philippians know because you have sown into me, because you have given into me. He said, my God is going to supply all of your needs. Why? Because they were sowing into a good work. They were sowing into what Paul was doing. So Paul only gave them what the word of God was telling them. Paul wasn't lying to them. He said, because you have given 
um, liberally supplied, filled to the full, he's going to fulfill every need according to his riches and glory. It's according to what God has. And it comes through Christ Jesus. So when we look at it like that, when we go into the word and know what the word is saying, and we build ourselves up according to the word, when things pop up in our lives, we don't have a problem giving. We don't give based on what we have, y'all. Because it comes to a time when we don't have what people are asking for. So we really have to open our heart and say, God, you already know. And God will tell you. It may be your last. God may say, lay that down. Why? Because God said, I want to be first in your life. He said, I don't want money to be your God. I don't want money to hold you. And to be honest with you, money is holding all of us. In some area of our lives, money has a hold on us because we feel like without money, we can't make it. How many know that when the storm came through here, money couldn't really save you? Things were shut down. Even the hospital was shut down. Come on, how many of us needed Jesus then? And then when you got to the gas pump, just like us, when we got to the gas pump, my dear husband here, he calling people, telling them what gas pump was open. We waiting in line, been there for about an hour, going on two hours waiting on gas. So he telling everybody, everybody got gas except for us. Pulling out, right, Brother Terry? Everybody got gas. We pulled, we got right up to the line to turn in, y'all. And the police officer stepped right there and he said, we, we cutting off the line. We said, we, we right here. He said, well, I'm shutting it down. See, we could have blew up. Thank you, Jesus. That's the time to give God glory. Because the man even took us to the wrong direction and the guy that he just recently told to come get the gas, he went where um, he shouldn't have went or they told him he should not have went and he went before we did. And we're still waiting in line. But guess what? God supplied. God gave us what we needed. We didn't get any attitudes. Matter of fact, we laughed about it. It was quite funny because my husband said, well, we're right there. You ain't coming through here. But we're right there. You ain't coming through here. So we just laughed about it later on. Then my husband found out it was some at Walmart. They sent him and my son up there early that morning. They ain't get... That was before then, but you went back up there again, didn't you? Anyway, they, they ain't had no gas then. So God was letting all of us know, you got to trust me. During that storm, God wanted our dependency so on him that we didn't just run everywhere like a chicken with our head cut off. I remember when I was fixing my fixing the food for everybody, my son, big, jolly green John, I'm giving them the food, you know. He looked at me, he said, Mama, is that all I'm getting? I said, well, I'll put it like this. I can give you your children portion. You want that? <laughs> he didn't open his mouth no more. He was full then. <laughs> See, because he loved them kids. I said, we, we're coming together. We're working together. So this is what I'm saying. You cannot have a fear of like. You got to give God glory for what you have. And quit looking at it like it's nothing because God is a God of more than enough. And we have to trust him more than we trust what we have because guess what? That will leave. Money leaves your house just like a ghost. It's in your hand and then it's gone. Y'all, I remember you, you get a $100 bill and you thought you was rich. You break that $100 bill, you like, where you at? That 100 done ran off. 
and you're trying to figure out where did you go? I just had you in my hand and it's not even the next day yet. Is that not right? Money just get legs and just run, y'all. I'm not joking. You give a child now a dollar, they look at you like you crazy. You give a child now a coloring book and some crayons for Christmas. Jesus love you. They don't, they don't want that kind of stuff no more. You got to give them cell phones. You got to give them tablets. You got to give them big stuff for them to say, I got something. Don't you throw no uh, coloring book and crayons before a child. They hurt your feelings. So this is what happens. And this is why we have to learn to depend on God to the point that if something do happen, we're not just fretting and wondering what we're going to do or how we're going to do it. We have to trust God through it. Right. So the, the other scriptures, Luke 638, y'all familiar with that give and it shall be what give and it shall be what give and it shall be do it say give get. Give and it shall be. It's, be. it's better to give than to what? It's better. It's, what is the scripture? No, 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 no. It's the scripture that says, it's, um, it's, ready, it's in my, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's going to come to me. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me, Manny. Yeah, I, wanna, I don't want to say it and then don't show you where it's at. Because it tells you that you're more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 20.35. I have shown you all things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Is that not the word? So if it's more blessed to give than to receive, <laughs> there's a problem, isn't it? Because some people want to get and they don't want to give. But that's not what the word says, is it? So when we depend on God and we totally depend on God, we shouldn't be fretting about anything. We shouldn't be worrying about what? Everything. If we know that God is what? What was the sermon? Huh? Huh? Said, said Jennifer. Thank you. But you know the reason why we worry? Because we haven't really made a connection with God the way we need to connect with him. So no matter what comes up in our lives, we need to say God is already taken care of. God, I don't know which way it's coming, but God, I trust you because you're my heavenly father. You have already supplied that need. Even before that need was made known, God, you already made the supply for it. Because God knows everything. And then in Proverbs 3, 9 through 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labor and with the first fruit of all your income. So your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. So God's supposed to get first, y'all. We don't supposed to give God last. Because God's supposed to be first place in our lives because we're saying, God, I'm honoring you with what I have before anybody get it. Because if it wasn't for you, God, I wouldn't have it to give. He want to be first place in our lives. Why? Because he don't want money to be over him. He want um, everybody to say, God, you are first. 
You above everything. Why? You high and you lifted up. You want to put God above money. You want to put God above your family. God's supposed to be first place in every area of your life. Why? Because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have what we have. It's not only with money, y'all. It's with everything. When you put God first place in everything, money shouldn't be a problem. Because he's always been first place. A man or woman shouldn't be the problem. Children shouldn't be a problem because God has always been first place. So when relationships fail, God was already first place. So I can get through that failing relationship. I can get through this money issue. I can get through with my kids acting toe up from the flow up. Because you always been first place in my life. And by me putting you first, you're going to show me how to get through what's going on in my life. So if we always put him first place, we're not going to look to nobody else but him and say, God, you already know because my dependency is on you. I cannot depend on man. Man will fail me. Man will change their mind. I don't care how saved man is, man will curse you out. One way or the other, y'all, we're human. We have things that happen in our lives that sometimes that we suppress. And when we get, um, I love when Sister Nee say this, frustrated. I love when she say fluss. I have to use that because it reminds me of somebody's face. <laughs> but when we get that way, don't things come up and out? Things that we suppress, especially if you're on a budget, you budget in your money, and you know this is what it takes for you to get through the week, and all of a sudden somebody come to you and they say, um, I need your help. And you got some money set aside, but you know that money you got it set aside, you're saving it. But they say, I need your help, and you look at them and say, I can't help you. I don't have it. You just told a lie. Evidently, God sent them to you. Because they asked you for help. Why are you sending them to the church? And you had it right there in your hands. Because you trying to keep it for yourself. But evidently, God sent them to you for you to help them. And if we're trusting God, we're going to help them. We're not going to send them away empty. Now let me say this. Everybody is not... Um, like everybody else, y'all. Quit putting everybody in the same category. No, I help them. Then they go throw this away. They go do this. They go do that. Then they mess with my money. And eat your money. It's God's money. So whatever they choose to do, if God opened your heart to help them, that's between them and God. You did what God told you to do. And if they don't do with the money that God is telling them to do with the money, that's between them and God. But you're supposed to be obedient to God rather than man. We need to quit worrying about what people are going to do with what you give them. Once you give it to them, it ain't yours no more. Let me say it again. Once you give it to them, it ain't yours no more. Y'all, I learned that the hard way. You know how we give our kids stuff. And your kids act up and now it's yours again. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Hmm. Especially if they leave out of your house, it's still yours. Oh, no, you can't get rid of that. That's mine. How's it yours, mama? And it's at my house. Because it's mine. (laughs) Is that wrong or what? So this is what we need to say. I'm going to lend this to you until you can do better. But when it's time to sell it, it ain't yours. Y'all better make it plain, not make it plain. Because once it leaves your house and go to their home, 
It's not yours no more. Flat screen TVs, all that, it's not yours no more. It is theirs. It is their right to do whatever they see fit to do with it. If they choose to break it, it's not yours anymore. So this is what we have to look at. Whatever God put in our hands, he's entrusting us with it. And the only way we can be entrusted with it is by following what his word says for us to do with it. And if you're not in the word of God, you're going to squander what God has put in your hands to benefit you and nobody else. So we see a fear of lack. And how we get over that fear of lack, we recognize, first of all, that God is our supplier. God is the one that's going to supply all of our needs. No matter how small the money may look, we do what God will have us to do. We follow the scriptures, what the scripture is telling us to do, and we will not have lack. And we will not have a fear of lack because we trust God more than we trust our money. Can we say tonight we trust God more than we trust our money? Let's just be real with ourselves. Can anybody say they trust God more than they trust their money? I don't think we can. Because some of us still trying to get not from not. And you tried it already. And it still ain't nothing there. But that's when we trust God. You don't trust God when you have it. You trust God when you don't have it. It's easy to say I trust God with money in the bank. But when that money get out of that bank. And something go crazy in your home. Can you still say I trust you God? That's how, that's when you know you trust God. Another thing is people don't tithe because they say tithing is under the law. They say we don't supposed to tithe no more because we under grace. Who in the world told that lie? Why would God take that out of the Bible because we are up under grace? We don't went through scriptures that prove even through Paul, even through Jesus. That you don't stop giving. Even Jesus paid, paid taxes. And we still paying taxes today. Am I right? Don't pay your taxes and see what happened. IRS will come and take what you got. If you don't pay your taxes. Look at the cars now. You, can, you cannot even get tags. Can you? Not unless you pay them taxes. And then you can't even get the tags. Not unless the car is inspected. So they set that up, didn't they set that up? Because I remember when they can let you go and um, on terms, pay a little here and then you can go and get them tags. But they fixed it. You got to pay for them tags now. And Sister Nice gave us a testimony how God blessed her to pay her tags because she was trusting God. She was depending on God. So that's what we have to do. And God will send somebody to take care of that need because we're doing what the word of God is telling us to do. And the thing is, up under the old law, if they didn't do it, certain things would happen for them not doing it. But up under the new covenant, up under grace, Jesus fulfilled the law. He didn't do away with the law, but he fulfilled the law. So some people are saying, you know, Jesus done away with all of that. We don't have to do that. But why did Jesus talk about it? Why did Paul talk about it? Paul got revelation from Jesus. That's how he wrote the majority of the New Testament. Paul was telling us about giving. Don't muzzle the ox that tread the corn. He still was saying, give to those pastors. Give to those that are supporting the ministry. We don't went up through all of this. So some people don't give because the enemy has planted in their hearts that you don't have to tithe. That's a lie. The kingdom 
need money to what? For the gospel to be carried all over the world. The, the world. Why do you think there's television, there's internet, there's radio, there's lights in a building? You know, there's expenses that you have that have to be taken care of. So let me ask you this. If we don't give to the kingdom, why are we giving to the world? Do the world need your money? Anybody? Guess what? If you don't pay your light bill, you won't have employees at Duke. If you don't pay your Verizon bill or your AT&T bill, you won't have employees at those locations, right? Everybody is helping somebody. You helping somebody keep a job. Julia, they helping you haul, aren't they? When people want to use U-Haul, did anybody see U-Haul trailers out there? Don't you get them to move? If them U-Haul trailers stop, what are they going to tell you, Julia? Go home. And if Julia go home, stuff going to get cut off that she want not her lights and nothing like that because she, she got a man right there. He said, baby, I got this. <laughs> Ain't no lights getting cut off because U-Haul stopped. Devil is a lie. See, God always have something set up. If one don't have it, God said, I done got backup, baby. I done got your ram in the bush. If they stop hauling all day long, guess what? I got, I got you. But when it comes to the kingdom, why we don't come together the way we come together with the world? Have we thought about that? Have we thought about, I, I was sharing with somebody that, you know, when we have events for the church, Kingdom people don't come together for those events the way they need to. They get sluggish. You have to really remind all the time. Have to really tell, have you got this done? Have you got that done? Let's do this. Let's do that. This is what we need to have done. When it comes to the world, when the world is putting on something, it blows up. You have advertisement everywhere. They use the resources that they can use to advertise what they're doing. And then you have people showing up more there than you have them showing up for the kingdom. Because the world put more emphasis in what they're doing than we put emphasis in for the kingdom. We get slack on God. And it shouldn't be like that. We put more into worldly stuff than we put into the kingdom. When it comes to the kingdom, we forget. Oh, I should, oh, I'm so sorry. The world have it together. They make sure everything is the way it need to be. And guess why? Because they got the God of this world backing them. We have a God that, that's more powerful than Satan himself. That backed us over 2,000 years ago. When we weren't even worth backing. That laid down his life and died for us. But when it comes to doing stuff for him, we either too tired, too busy, I forgot, or I, I, I just don't have the money or the resource for that. But when it comes to the world, we find what we need to get it done. The enemy knows this, y'all. So people are saying, you shouldn't be tied into that church. Come on, y'all. 10% was what they just laid out for them to give. That was the old law. Now up under the new covenant, it ain't based on percentage. It's based on your heart. And guess what? Believe it or not, 
We're supposed to be higher than the old. It's supposed to be more than the old. 10% off a dollar, you give 10 cents. Come on, we make more than that. Right? But when it comes to money, people get upset when you ask. Can you? Just give what you can. People mad because you just asking. They don't want you to mention money when it comes to the body of Christ. You are so wrong. You are a thief and a robber when you ask people to help out what the kingdom is doing. Or they will say, I need to see your books. I need to see where that money went. I'm going to dismiss class and I'm going to say this. I'm just using this. I I ain't dismissing class, but I'm going to use this. Go to Walmart and McDonald's and I want you to stand there and ask for the manager and say, I just bought a quarter pounder and I want to know where my money went. I'm not leaving here until I see your paperwork. Go to the mall, ask Dillard's and ask Belts. I done spent $300 today. Now, I want to see the manager. I want to know where my money going. Somebody help me with that. Or lawnmower men. Weed eaters you buy. Lawnmowers you buy. Do you stand in front of, honey, do you stand up there in front of them Kubota people when you go up there and say, I want to know where my money went. I done spent this money on this Kubota. What you do with my money? (laughs) See what he said? Long as they give me my parts. How many of y'all go to Kim Lacoste after she do your hair and give you a nice style and you sitting up there waiting and Kim like, can I help you? Kim like, something wrong with your hair? No, ain't nothing wrong with my hair. I just need to ask you a question. Kim said, what you need to ask me? What you doing with my money? You charge me this for this hairdo. What you do with my money? Kim, what you going to say? Okay, so let me ask you guys, what right do the church have the right to ask us or anybody else? Somebody answer that for me. I'm going to put up this finger. I'm going to wait till somebody come up here. Why nobody ain't moving? Come on, what right? Tell me what give a person the right to ask here, but you don't ask nowhere else. Darlene Adams. What's the right? Mm-hmm. So they so they looking at this as not really purchasing anything. You just throwing away your money. And you ain't getting nothing out of it. How did the world set up that? And we fall for that. But what the world doing is okay. Tell me, y'all. How many go to um you know you 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 sow into the Jews, you you know, you send your money to the Jews. You send it to um, 
life today? You know, you send it to all them organizations because you want to help out the poor people, right? How many fly over there to Africa to see how many getting fed? How many? How many make sure the $10 you sent <laughs> is feeding somebody over there in Africa? But you'd rather stay in here and question you too. And talk about it. Do you see how the devil come into church? No, I don't want to talk about this, but see, I'm a pastor. I'll talk about it. See, people want to see your books. People want to see what you make. But if we say, show me your check. Now you don't say, I don't want to go there no more. She all up in my business. But it's okay for you to get in mine. See how the world set that up? It's okay for deacons to tell the pastor, this is world. But God didn't set it up that way. He didn't. That's why we're going over the pattern of the church so you know how things are set up. So the enemy won't cause confusion in the body of Christ. So people don't tithe because people tell people you don't have to tithe. You do not have to give. We don't have to do a lot of things, but we do it. Guess why um, it's a hard thing? Because when you spend time with God, God tell you exactly what to do, and you don't have to worry about what nobody say, because you're going to do what God tell you to do. You ain't going to let nobody tell you what you shouldn't do when you're in relationship with God and you know what you should be doing. That's why you have these scriptures to go over with people and let them know what the word is saying, and now they have a choice. If they don't, they don't. If they do, they do. You've done what you're supposed to do, right? That's how it's supposed to be. So, fear of lack, tithing is under the law. Next one is hardened heart. When a person's heart is hardened, they're more sensitive to the things of the world than they are the things of God. A hardened heart comes from looking at what the world is doing more than you looking at what God has already done. And if you go on what man is telling you, some people are going on what unsaved people are saying instead of going on what the word of God is saying. And one thing that messes up churches is you have some pastors that really take money from the church. And it make other churches look bad because they become thieves and robbers. So everybody think everybody's a thief and they're a robber. So people like, show me your books, show me your books. Some people see the books and only know what they're looking at. Don't know what they're looking at. Well, there go the books right there. Well, the book said, we don't have no money. How we making it? Duh. We walk by faith and not by sight. Been trying to take somebody lying. I don't care what you tell people. When their heart is hardened and the word ain't going to penetrate, then even if you told them the truth, they'll tell you that you're a liar. I had one person years ago. They became a part of Miracle Temple, and y'all know we do things differently. And uh, they wanted to have some member meetings. <laughs> they was wondering why we don't have no member meetings. So we didn't have no member meetings. They went to one of the members and said, why she don't tell us how much money coming in this church? 
The lady said, if you want to know how much money coming to church, go ask her. Never seen her, she left. This is what I would have told her. How much money are you giving to the church? <laughs> then I had somebody to say, they were giving money to the church. Sisters, you remember this one, don't you? They were giving money to the church. We tried to search it out and never found none. Yeah, so they paid their tithes. Wasn't nothing on the books. I said, they must have missed the bucket every Sunday. <laughs> if you don't put your name on that tithing envelope, we cannot record it. We have to record your tithes. We have to record what you give to this church. We have to record that. Because we keep it on the computer. So we'll know that if you want to go back when you do your taxes and we give you the amount that you have given and you want to show it to the IRS, we have to produce that. We have to give you that if you ask for that. If you don't ask for that, we don't give it to you. But we do have books. But it's none of your business what nobody else gives. But we'll tell you what you're giving. If you don't give nothing, how do you expect to get anything? This is too good, y'all, isn't it? So a hardened heart. Mark, the 8th chapter, verses 14 through 17. Y'all are familiar with this. When Jesus, they forgot to take bread. And Jesus told them to take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned amongst themselves, saying, it's because we have no bread. Jesus knew it. He said unto them, why reason ye because you have no bread? Perceive ye not, ye their net neither understand have your heart yet hardened so your heart hardens when you are more sensitive to the things of the world than you are to the things of God Jesus had just done a miracle with the two fish five loaves of bread and when they got ready to go to the other side Jesus um, was telling them to beware of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees or all of those guys and they took it for the natural and not for the spiritual. He wasn't talking about physical bread here. So here they go thinking, oh, it's because we didn't take no bread. See, they were thinking more of their bellies than they were thinking spiritually. And that's what happens with us. We pay more attention to the natural than we pay attention to the spiritual. And that's what we need to be paying more attention to is what the word of God is telling us and not what the natural is saying to us. As long as you depend on natural, then you depend on natural means. But when you depend on spiritual, guess what? You set in your mind on things above because that's where you're from. So everything that God has, you should know you already have it, even though the natural look like you don't have it. And that's how we supposed to be responding to the natural supernaturally. We respond to natural, supernaturally, even though natural look toe up from the flow up, my supernatural is not. So I'm going to bring the supernatural down to the natural. So when things go on in your home, when things break down, that's a natural situation. But supernatural is already taken care of. He knew I needed it even before it broke down. So I'm going to go to a supernatural God. I'm going to go to Elohim and say, God, you already aware of this. You already know in the natural there's no money to handle this. But God, I'm giving you glory that it's already taken care of. And you go on. Because what can you do? But you know what we do do? We try to figure it out. We try to work it out. We try to fix it after we go to God. 
after we say, thank you, Lord, it's taken care of. Then we'll sit down and start thinking. Then we'll say, I know what I can do. I'm going to go ask Barbara. Barbara help me. But did God tell you to ask Barbara? See, we try to find an easy way out. But that might not be the way that God wants us to go. You may hear the Holy Spirit say, no, wait on me. No, stand still. No, study to be quiet. No, be anxious. You hear in the scripture? Then all of a sudden, hey, Barbara, I need your help. You heard all of that, but you can't wait. It need to be done right now. So you asking Barbara for it. So that means that you're not trusting God. Why? You more sensitive to your problem than you are to what the word of God is saying to you. So this is how you know you have a hardened heart. If I'm giving you the word and the word is coming to you, but the word is not penetrating because your mind is set on that problem or on that situation. Oh, y'all can sit here and listen to this. But when something happened in your life, you're saying some opposite to what you're being taught. Your heart is hard. You're more sensitive to your problem than you are to the word of God. Come on, it happens to the best of us. You saw a miracle the day before, but now it's a new day. Something is happening in your life, and you're more sensitive for what's happening in your life than the miracle that happened yesterday. That's a hardened heart. And how do you get over a hardened heart? You got to cultivate that ground through the word of God. You got to uproot those things that you've been focusing on more than you focus on the word of God. That takes time. Because if you have planted seed in you of doubt for a month, it's going to take a little bit to get those seeds up because they got a root to them. If you ever went to a, a bush and you tried to pull it up, have y'all ever tried to pull some grass up and it's harder than other grass and you're pulling and then it breaks off and you still ain't got it up and you think you've done something and you look and say, where did you get? How did you get back there? I noticed my husband used on weed killer and it killed the weeds, but then later on they come back. A month later, they ain't killing the root. So guess what we're doing? People smart. He buying all that stuff, and he done killed it, and it looked good for a little bit. Next thing you know, it's bad. So how are we really solving it? Buy more weed killer. <laughs> we're spending more money, right? So have anybody ever thought, you lawnmower me, and have you taken the time to sit down and say, wait a minute, God, that stuff ain't working because it's still coming back up. Be like George Washington Carver and look down at that grass and say, Father. Be like Gloria, Father, Father. <laughs> what do you want me to do with this? Because I keep buying this stuff and people keep paying for this stuff. My husband probably say, hush, man, the hush. <laughs> truth is truth. Truth is truth. Now, somebody that's listening to my message is probably going to go pray, Lord, is there any invention out there that can help this and I'll be the first one? Think about it, though. Y'all, come on, let's think. God has a better way. But what we do, we do what we think because we go to man and say, hey, I got this going on in my house. What you got? Get this right here to handle it. They get paid, Right? But have we stopped and say, God, what would you have me to do with that? Have we taken the time to wait on him? You know why we don't take the time? Because we're too sensitive to this world. We're too sensitive to what the world is doing, and we want a quick fix. We want it done right now. We don't want to wait. 
We want it done. So that's a hardened heart. And then another scripture is um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Y'all know that one well, right? Trusting in the Lord with all your heart, leaning not to your own understanding, but acknowledging him in all your ways, and he shall do what? Direct your path. And then um, another thing I'm going to leave with you is not trusting leadership. This is why we don't tithe. We don't trust the leadership that we have. And we went over this briefly during the teaching on tithing. You should know whether or not you have a good leader. This is how you test to see whether or not you have a good leader. You can test them by Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. What type of fruit are they showing? Are they showing love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekfulness, faithfulness, Gentleness. What kind of fruit are they producing? What kind of fruit are they bringing forth? Are they telling you to give and they don't give? Are they walking in a humble state? Are they always asking you for money all the time and the lights are cut off? Or things are not getting done when they asking you for the money. You don't even see what they have asked you for. Come on. Test your leader and see. That's what you need to do. So some people don't give because of leadership. And some people, it may not be that you don't have good leadership. It's just that some people are jealous over the leader. And they don't understand why the leader have and they don't have. So some people think, what I'm giving the leader, they, they way above me. I'll put it this way. What you do with your money is your business. What I do with mine is my business. If you choose to put your money over here, that's what you choose to put your money over here with. But if I choose to put my money over here, that's where I choose to put my money. Quit looking at where I put my money versus where you put your money. You made a choice and I made a choice. Don't get mad at me because of my choice. Everybody have choices they have to make. i give you an example. Some people may be in a situation where they can afford to get another vehicle because they had to do some things with their bills in order to get into that vehicle because they needed another vehicle. Now, if you choose to take your money and put it in another area and you see in their car, but nobody is seeing your other area, why are you getting mad at them? Because now they can get a car. You could have had one, but you chose to go another route. Come on, y'all, turn some lights on in your head. It's what you choose. Don't get mad at people because they're seeing your results. But their results, nobody can see it. It's what you choose. And this is what's wrong with the body of Christ. We have the wrong mindset because we're not in the word of God the way we need to be. And people that are not in the word of God cannot see spiritually. Cannot understand what you understand. Will not do what you do. And will not get the results that you get because they're walking physically and not spiritually. So when you walk in spiritually and you covering ground according to the word of God, people are going to see your manifestation, but they're going to be wondering, how is that manifesting like that? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. Because our dependency is on him and not on ourselves. And that's where God wants us to be. And if we do what God tells us to do, y'all, it won't fail. We have things that come up and try to hit us, but we won't fail. We'll keep moving forward. Because we're trusting God more than we're trusting in ourselves. So those are a few reasons why people do not give. And this is the assignment for next week because I I talked where nobody could come up and share what they have learned again. Um, I want you to um, write down some reasons with scripture 
of why people don't want to give, why they don't want to tithe. And we'll have you to come up next Tuesday. And we'll have um, you to tell us some more reasons. Some of you may come up with the same ones. And I can tell you what you can do too. You can get a team together. And you can work together as a team. And you can discuss, um, you know, why people are not giving. And you may have some examples through places that you have been in and things that have occurred. And you can use those examples. But that's what we're going to do next week. But remember, you have the heart of God if you're born again. And God hearts, God heart gives because he gave his only son. And the Bible says if he gave his only son, how much freely would he give you all things? So we have the heart of God. So none of us in this room should have an excuse. And none of us in this room should say that tide went away with the old covenant. Because we're up under grace. And grace gave, did it not? We should be given. So if you're not given, those are some reasons why you're not given. And you need to check yourself. Because that woman gave the little that she had. She didn't have much, but she threw in all of her living. Why? Because she trusted God. And we need to be in a place now, y'all, where we trust God. Because things are changing. They are really changing fast. And in a hurry. So we have to be in a place that we trust God. And we got to quit holding on to other people's stuff. Just because you got family with money. (laughs) Don't mean that they're going to give you that money. So you got to trust God for yourself. Amen. Do we have any?